Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Excess Press. My name is Matt, and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast, and this is episode 50 for the week of March 3rd, 2019. I cannot believe that I made it to 50 episodes. I it, it's it's truly it, it truly is unbelievable for me, and I never thought I would actually do it. Uh, I was kind of worried at the beginning of my time creating this podcast that if I was going to stick with it, but I absolutely love doing it, and I love bringing you guys show a few episodes each week. Uh, 50 episodes, kind of a milestone, so I'm I'm really excited and. Thank you all for your just support for the past. It's been out seven, eight months now. It's it's almost been it's close to a year, but I think it's been like eight months or so since I started. But thank you just so much, guys, for your support, and it's truly unbelievable. So uh, I figured this is this is gonna be a big episode. Actually, um, this is. A very huge Star Wars episode. I absolutely love Star Wars. And this past week, Disney just announced so much new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge information. And I just I couldn't I, I couldn't do this episode alone. So for the first time, my news segment is uh is it my first time? Yeah. I believe so. My new segment show uh, will be featuring a guest, and you already know her. Her name is Katie. Uh, she has been on the show with me uh, for the past uh, couple episodes. I did an interview with her not long ago, and then um, I uh, I had her doing the, the Flower and Garden Festival preview as well last week. So, but yeah, Katie's joining me once again to talk about all things Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and all the brand new information. So, you know what? Why don't we just jump right into it and begin this week's episode of the Excess Press Podcast. All right. Well, today we are sitting with once again Katie. Katie, welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much. 
No problem at all. I figured, uh, you know, this is a pretty big episode, um, and I think it's an important episode for a couple of reasons. Uh, for me, at least, number one, I kind of said this at the uh, the top of the show in my intro that uh, it is my 50th, 50th episode of the podcast, so to me, that's uh, it's a little unbelievable that I even did that many episodes, but uh, I made it, so I'm here. But that's, Yeah, um, congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's... It's been crazy, honestly, doing this, and it's it's very time-consuming, but I try to make it uh, the least amount of time as possible to produce <laughs> these shows. Uh, I just have so many other things, but uh, I appreciate all the fans out there that kind of listen in every week. It's uh, it, it really does mean a lot, so um, I'm going to keep producing these shows, and uh, it's just, Katie, again, thanks for coming along uh, and doing this with me. So Absolutely, I love it. Yeah. So another big reason um, where I wanted to have Katie with us today and is because there was just a large, a very large amount of information dropped um, about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge coming to both Disneyland and the Disneyland Resort. Now, I was kind of doing, I had a lot of information typed up and written up for this, um, and a lot of it had like tons of like very minute details. Um, like just describing like the littlest things because what happened this past week was there were journalists from all different types of magazines, websites, like Travel and Leisure was there, Entertainment Weekly, um, TechCrunch, Gizmodo, like just tons and tons of big news publications. Uh, these, these journalists were invited out for like a three-day trip to um, uh, California where they went to, I uh, believe, the Lucasfilm archives, uh, I think, uh, Walt Disney Imagineering, and then they finally, their last stop was at Galaxy's Edge. So they saw a lot uh, within these days. And so I just found tons of articles posting about what they saw at Galaxy's Edge because they got like a really big preview. So, um, but yeah, so today we're going to kind of talk about what was said. Um, so... I know a lot of people do like to be surprised of um, things that they see. So I just want to give kind of full warning out there that if you really just want to be surprised by uh, whatever's coming with Galaxy's Edge. Um, and sorry, Katie, I should have probably given you that warning before we started <laughs> the show. Um, but I mean, I hope you're okay. So we will be discussing um, a lot of the stuff that was seen, but I, I left out some some pretty big details about like the rides and about the lands, like things that they saw um, that I felt like you know that would be that would be better for someone to witness um, for the first time. So I'm not gonna kind of I'm not gonna give away those details. If we really want to know if, like full spoilers, like Entertainment Weekly had really good write ups of these um, uh, of the uh, the attractions. Uh, they had like uh, they had at least four articles that were pretty, pretty in depth. But um, I mean, pretty much just search Star Wars news, and you'll see just probably a lot of different um, news websites kind of detailing everything out. So, but yeah, I will keep it as sp spoiler free as possible, but still giving away details. So, how does that sound, Katie? I think that works out. Cool. Did, so, did you do? Did you look up any research on this at all? I did a little. So I am a planner by nature, so the surprises and the spoilers doesn't really bother me. Um, but I I only did a little bit of research because I kind of want to, you know, learn about it as we go along versus overwhelming myself with all of the newness right away. 
Um, I did do some research on the new rides that are coming. Um, so I'm super excited to talk about those. Nice. And are, are you a big Star Wars fan or no? I am, yes. Um, so I, re- I do like Star Wars a lot, but I admit that I am a very new fan. Um, growing up, it was me and my sister, and we were more into you know the princesses, Cinderella, and Little Mermaid. Um, but then once Disney officially bought Lucasfilms, I kind of was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should watch these movies and <laughs> figure out what the heck Disney's talking about. Um, and then I ended up just sitting down and watching the entire entire original trilogy in one night. So oh, I do nice. like it a lot. <laughs> um, I, res- I respect that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, but I, yeah, it's still kind of kind of newer to me, but okay. I like it a lot. Nice. So. Yeah, I, I grew up with it. I mean, my mom was the one that had introduced uh, me to Star Wars. So I've been it, it's been a part of my life uh, for yeah. Pretty much the entirety of it. I think I was introduced to it when I was like six or seven. Oh gosh! Yeah, so it's always been a big, big part. Uh, I mean, the original trilogies was like, I know a lot of people don't like the ori- or not the original, the prequel trilogies. Um, I know a lot of people don't like those, but at, at the time, like, it was like up the perfect age when I was a kid. Like, I was a teenage, like, I was like eleven years old when Phantom Menace came out, and then like I loved Attack of the Clones and uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, those were like the perfect ages for me. Yeah, as an adult, they're not great, but I mean, <laughs> um, uh, I, yeah, it's still, Star Wars has a, a pretty special place in my heart. So I'm like, I'm I'm so excited for, for Galaxy's Edge to come out. Um, I'm, I'm going in November, so I'm, I'm kind of, so I'm crossing my fingers for two things. I'm... I'm crossing my fingers that they don't announce the date before I have the book because I bo- <laughs> I'm booking DVC and I, I have to wait until the beginning of April uh, because of how DVC works. But I'm hoping they announce that Star Wars is opening while I'm there at some point or like before or after. So um, because I know that if they announce it before, people are probably going to book up DVC as, as, I don't know, I probably feel like all the resort hotels are just going to get uh, oh, yeah. smashed with business so <laughs> yeah for sure we're going down in the fall sometime probably more in october okay. so it's gonna I'm, I'm feeling the same thing don't worry yeah <laughs> I'm like, i need to know when it's gonna be opening officially yeah. well, so you know what to expect yeah they well they've been at the beginning they always said late fall of 2019 so that could literally mean like december 15th or the 20th or whatever mm-hmm. um but from what I've been reading, it sounds like Disney is just saying, like, Disney is only saying fall. Like, they, they, they're not saying late fall anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere, like, I read from, from Disney or from um, uh, different websites, it's just saying fall. So I'm kind of thinking maybe it'll open up early, but who knows? So Who knows? I know. Yeah. And then, of course, Disneyland is coming this summer. There have been pretty big hints that it's coming in, in June. Uh, but there's no official word just yet on that. So, but um, but yeah, why don't we uh, why don't we kind of get into all the Star Wars news that was dropped? There was a lot. Um, depending on how much time we have, Katie, I know I said maybe we'll talk about some other news, um, like the random news that came out this past week for the Disney parks. Uh, so we'll see how much time we have, and then maybe I'll just leave that for next week. So, but uh, okay, so um. First, we're going to kind of talk about the like the land and the story itself. Um, so you've you've seen Last Jedi, correct? Yes. Okay. So from what we've been told is this is actually taking place between the events of Last Jedi 
and episode nine, which comes out in December. Um, pretty much the first order was sent. Uh, you're sorry, you're familiar with the first order, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming everyone that I'm, I'm going to be talking a lot about Star Wars references. So I'm just going to assume everyone knows what I'm talking about. So uh, I will speak up if I don't understand yes. or if I don't recognize a name. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Please, please interrupt and ask <laughs> any questions possible. So, um, but yeah. So the first order was actually sent uh, to find something on the planet of Batu, which is where everyone is, um, and they have to they land near Black Spire Outpost, which is what Galaxy's Edge is. And if you're not familiar with the why it's called the Galaxy's Edge, it's well, pretty much because this planet is on the edge of the galaxy. It's at the very pretty much end of the universe. So it's they kind of considered it like a Route 66 of uh, like the Star Wars universe, where it's like a place that people used to go to, but like not anymore. Um, so pretty much the the First Order arrived on a, a new ship called the Thai Echelon. Uh, which is kind of what you'll see parked uh, in the land, uh, I think, kind of when you first enter it. Um, and then, the, of course, the Resistance is there as well. They had set up a base camp. Uh, they had set up, like, a few weeks prior they, they came in. Um, so, yeah, the First Order and the Resistance are both on uh, this Black Spire's outpost. But what I didn't, le- what I didn't realize is, is that this land is kind of going to be separated into two parts. Did you know about that? Uh, not until I started doing some more digging, no. Yeah, so so pretty much there's there's Black Spire Outpost, which is like a big marketplace, uh, which is probably it was is heavily inspired um, by I think like places in Morocco and such. Um, and so this the separate part is um, is uh, is like a kind of like a forest, like a hidden like a hidden area. Um, and this is kind of where the Resistance base camp is set up. Like you'll see uh, uh, an X-wing fighter and an A-wing fighter, so you'll get we'll get full full-scale vehicles of that. So that's gonna be like really awesome to see. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of separated from the Black Spire outpost. So I'm, I'm really pumped about that. Um, and that's actually where the entrance to Ride uh, Rise of the Resistance is, the one of the rides. But uh, I'll, I'll get to that in, in a bit. Um, but the apparently so what the journalists are saying are like the the land really makes good use of um uh, the 14 acres of land that it has like there's going to be a lot of winding paths uh that f- will have lots be able to fit lots of people um and there's uh there's probably be some like unexpected surprises in there as well um but yeah, I think uh, I think they're, what the journalists say is that they did a really good job of making use of the space, which is good. Um, so what do you? So I think Pandora is a little bit smaller, but how do you feel of the way that um, Disney made the space of Pandora? Do you think it it fits everyone well? I mean, how? What, what did you think of it when you walk in? Yeah, I think it does. Um, I usually don't spend too much time in Pandora, honestly, because it's still already already so crowded all the time. Um, but I do think that they did a good job with the space. I noticed that they do a lot more of the winding pathways versus just a huge open area, which I think is nice. Um, and it allows the guests to see so much more details versus just, you know, standing in the middle of a huge crowd. So when I heard that it was going to be more pathways and, um, you know, winding roads versus one open area, I think that's going to be really cool and give the guests more of an interactive experience and maybe, Maybe we won't realize that it is such a big space or that it is so crowded. 
um, since it does kind of take you wandering around more. Yeah, no, totally agree. And like I said, that's exactly like what I've, I've been kind of reading is that they really did do a great job with that. And I think I think with, with Pandora, there are a lot of um, little pathways in the middle, which, yeah, I remember never, like, a lot of people, there's all these, like, pathways in, like, the middle where I don't think they get a lot of use of. Like, I feel like people just, like, circle around at all mm -hmm. and, like, not explore the middle as much. Um, but, yeah, it sounds like there's more pathways in this land and I think you're right where you probably won't notice it as much uh, with the crowds so yeah because I mean I'm sure they have to realize how insanely crowded this is going to be not even just right after opening but I feel like moving forward it's always going to be even when the newness wears off it's still going to be such an imp a popular area to for guests to spend even an entire day on I mean it sounds like there's plenty to do just in this new world that people might spend half their day here easily yeah yeah and now they they've made this yeah which i'm <clears> going to get to in a bit um they they made this land very very interactive um so uh, one of the first biggest pieces are like the residents of black spire outpost i mean these residents are the each cast member like they have to act as like they live in this world and the, they'll just be going about their job, whether it's like serving food or guiding you onto rides or cleaning up. Um, and the cool thing we found out is like they're being trained in improvisation and role play. So they 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 kind of can create their own story. Uh, they just can't really say like, oh, I'm Han's second cousin, for example. Um, they they can't do anything like that, but they, they can kind of create their own story. Uh, story. Um, and like some of the residents like will be on the side of the resistance and some people will be like on the side of the first order. So you kind of can speak to them and figure out like where they kind of lean. So uh, I thought that was really neat. Yeah, that's super, super fun. And even, you know, as a former cast member, I think that would be so much fun just to be able to be more into the story versus someone who is just, you know, getting you on and off a ride or something like that. I think it's that's going to be really fun to interact um, and as a cast member, I mean, I, that's such a fun opportunity. You know, it's going to a show every single day. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've talked about it on the past, or at least I know I have, I have, but I, one of my, one of my favorite things to do on a vacation is, to, uh, excuse me, is talking to the cast members because they, whether they have a role or not, like it's so much fun to listen to them. I mean, even like. This, they pretty much do the same thing in Pandora right now because they, they act as a, if like they are on Pandora. Uh, but I think this is like on a whole nother level that they're going with. So, um, And they released like a lot of costumes like before this big info drop, like the day before that was uh, they, were, they had kind of like like sort of like a fashion show where they invited a bunch of like cast members who were going to work in the land. They were showing them the, the new costumes. So the costumes look really awesome um they look they look like straight out of the star wars universe so and pretty much like the cast members they're gonna have name tags on but the name tags are they're all they're gonna have their just their name on it so it'll be like tim and then underneath it'll be the language of hopefully i'm saying this right of, is like arabash um and the the language is that's like it's gonna be their name translated underneath that to arabash so uh, the name tags are really cool. It fits into the land really well. So, And they do something similar to that in Pandora, too, right? Because I remember when Pandora was being released, 
everyone was in a tizzy because the cast members were having different name tags. So I think I think it's that's a really cool little detail for the cast members' costumes. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I don't remember. Um, I, thought, not... I thought that they were a little bit different. I don't think to the scale that they are in Star Wars Galaxy Edge. I think it's a little bit more um, detailed with the translation there. So. I mean, I could totally see them doing that for Pandora. I mean, like I said, yeah, they are supposed to live on Pandora. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so yeah, you're you're definitely gonna want to talk to the cast members there because they are part of the story, um, and you'll want to learn a lot from them. So, uh, and another, so I, I know everyone probably wants to get for us to get to the rides, but I, I will mention that in a bit. But I do want to say before with with the land, um, people. The, the journalists were kind of talking about the uh, the app and how how much the play uh, Disney Parks app is gonna be useful for these parks uh, or for this land. Now, um, Katie, I have never used the Play Disney Parks app yet because it came out last summer and I haven't been since March. So, have you messed around with the Play Disney Parks app at all? I have not. I uh, yeah. When I was reading all of the ways that this app is gonna be used in the New World, I you know, realize that I'm missing out. So <laughs> uh-huh. I haven't messed with the app too much, but it sounds like it's going to be very, very fun to have on hand. Yeah, no. I mean, do you, do you remember some of the stuff you were reading? What What's available in the Galaxy's Edge that you can do with the app? So you can pretty much walk around. So while you're interacting with cast members, um, there's other details around the area that you can, I think I was understanding it, that you could just scan something on the Disney Play um, app and then it'll either tell you the backstory or tell you a new little hint um, and you can kind of be in the story and help you know search for clues and find different background information and whatnot yeah no that's that's uh, that's definitely one of the pieces uh, is like pretty much like there you could be like there could be some random wall where you scan this like um, control panel or something and like you scan this control panel, then like, like you have to like unlock it for like the resistance by like solving a puzzle and stuff like that. Um, so it's it's kind of neat little things like that. And apparently, like I I didn't see too much about this or read too much into it. So I hope I, I'm hopefully I didn't get my information wrong. But apparently, there's like a game within the app where like you're battling people uh, in the park. So it's like. You, you fight on the side of the, the resistance or on the side of the first order um, I didn't I didn't really get a lot of details on this game did you did you read about this at all no I didn't know that there was an, an actual game with it I thought it was just where to get the information that's cool yeah so yeah apparently it's it's going on all the time and then um, at the end of the, the game uh, either the first order wins or the resistant wins um, but then uh, the game just starts over and from what i read it actually it's all based with bluetooth technology so it's not actually running over your wi-fi so nice. yeah so everyone so like it's not like people are trying to cram up the the the, the wi-fi or whatever but yeah it runs off bluetooth which should make for a better experience yeah i did think about that too after reading just the little bit that i did i was thinking man Wi-Fi better be really strong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would assume I would assume that they're going to be investing a lot for yeah. <laughs> for better Wi-Fi. So because they really want people to be on their phones in this park. So yeah, and some other cool things is like you can scan antennas, 
and listen to transmissions so you can like eavesdrop so like you'll hear recordings of like uh the uh, the first order or the people of the resistance or just like maybe a um a resident talking about like another resident or something like that over some transmission um and then you can like like i talked about the language of arabash before uh you can like like if you see um you can translate the language so but apparently yeah there's a lot in this app um like you create um you create your own profile and then like you can get rewards and points within the app i don't really know if it'll be used towards anything at all but uh you kind of just build up your profile so yeah the the app the play disney parks app is going to be a huge part of this um and disney is all on board so mm-hmm. and it'll the app will remember you you know if you go multiple times you know multiple days in a row it'll remember your status and whatnot right uh, from from yes reading? yeah from what I read yeah it'll remember who you are, um and your yeah your profile will always carry over so nice. yeah that's super fun yeah yeah so, uh but yeah so that's the app so now let's uh let's get to the rides um so we'll start with Rise of the Resistance now did you did you read a good amount about this at all um a little bit about this one um was more interested in the smugglers run okay um than this one so i can let you take this one <laughs> okay i'm actually I, i'm actually kind of more excited about the rise of the resistance ride um now it seems like everyone's going to be really going for um the smugglers run the millennium falcon ride but i kind of have a huge interest in this ride more um so there have been rumors that like this whole experience of this ride was going to be 28 minutes long. What? Uh, yeah, so that was the rumors, but Disney shot that down while the journalists were there. Because the journalists had asked about it, and Disney's like, no, that's just, that number doesn't exist. That's not real. So I'm thinking this is going to be more of maybe like a 10 to 15 minute experience. So there's kind of like a bunch of different parts. So... First, like what, like I said before, um, the entrance to this park is, uh, or sorry, the entrance to this, um, what am I trying to say? Entrance to the ride. Jeez, I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> the entrance to the ride uh, is located in the resistance sector, which is uh, what I kind of talked about the, before, where it's separated from the, the main Black Pirate Outpost, Black Spire Outpost. Um, and uh, the entrance is like... It's in. It's kind of inside, like uh, these cave dwellings. So you're kind of walking down this big path, um, and the sector was actually inspired by like the Pueblo cliffside dwellings that were carved into the sandstone over in uh, Colorado. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So pretty much like the residents live in in those like um, cliffside dwellings and stuff like that. So pretty much you you enter the queue, um, and you walk down this path, and apparently they're like tracks of R2-D2. Like, they recreated the tracks of R2, and you can kind of follow him. Because it's supposed to be like hardened mud. Uh, but, it's, I mean, it's, it's concrete, but they made it look like uh, like R2 was going down this uh, this pathway, which is pretty neat. Um, and then, like, you, you enter a cave um, and, and stuff like that, where you'll find the Resistance headquarters. But apparently this queue is, like, huge. Um, the, it's supposed to be big or bigger than the queue for Flight of Passage. Uh, so the the Flight of Passage queue can hold five, like a five-hour um, line. Um, so apparently this is 
supposedly bigger. There was no confirmations of how long it can actually hold people. Um, but apparently it's huge. Like, they even carved out seats within the walls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, which is, like, super helpful for people that have been standing for such a long time. <laughs> um, so they have that. And so kind of when you're in this cave, this is where you find, like, the Resistance headquarters. Um, so I didn't... There, there are some characters that are coming from the Star Wars universe. I won't mention all of them just because in case... Uh, people want to be surprised at all of, of who is making a return to to this. Um, but there are people in the current Star Wars universe that are coming. So pretty much you're in this resistance uh, bunker and then you have to go help uh, Poe Dameron on a mission. Uh, and then they kind of like shuttle you through like this like hangar type thing where you get onto this transport. Um, and then the... Sh- as this transport is going into space, it actually gets taken by the First Order in like a tractor beam. So it kind of makes it seem like you're traveling in space. Um, I'm not sure how big of a group you are with at this point, but uh, so the so yeah, once you once you get into space, you're taken by the First Order. You you enter and the the doors open and it enters to this very large uh, auditorium. Um, so pretty much it looks like it's going to be a massive screen where it looks like you're looking into a hangar of one of the First Order ships. Uh, you'll see stormtroopers and TIE fighters, and apparently it's just, it's just super massive. Uh, and it seems like there's going to be, uh, animatronic stormtroopers as well as, like, a TIE fighter. Um, and as well as, like, a really big screen, of course, to make it look like a a hangar. And they kind of use force perspective to make things look bigger than they are. Um, and then kind of right after that is uh, you'll you'll get onto a trackless dark ride and uh, apparently escape the ship and stuff like that. And there's a lot of surprises along the way. So, um, but yeah, I mean, to me, it, I, again, I left out a good amount of detail. If you really want to read more about it, go go for it. Uh, but I, I'm kind of didn't want to spoil it for some people. So, but that's like the main gist of the ride. So, what do you, what do you think of that? I think it sounds really cool. It actually kind of reminds me of what the star tours ride already is in a little bit only you know 20 times more cool <laughs> um but i think i think it's been really cool and it sounds yeah like you were saying it, it can hold a lot of people so i'm hoping that will um kind of keep the wait times in check maybe um yeah. <laughs> at least give give the guests something to do while waiting in line um i think disney's definitely stepped up their game with that one yeah, well, also, like like you said, waiting in line is that's where the Disney, the Play Disney Parks app will come in because mm-hmm. apparently within the, the queue, there's a lot of things that you can look up. Um, uh, you can look up with in uh, writing the queue throughout the app. So I think one of the things I read is that, uh, like I said before, you can scan antennas. And as if you scan these antennas, you kind of find out that while you're waiting in this queue or waiting to like, help the resistance is something's not right and the the i think the the first order is kind of they kind of knows something's about to happen with the first order so there's like hints to like what's going to happen in the ride um so there's that but yeah i'm i'm super excited i'm i'm excited to see this because disney is is they're going all in on these trackless dark rides so Mm -hmm. the the remy's ratatouille adventure is coming uh, soon to Epcot. That's going to be another trackless dark ride. Um, so 
it's pretty much like with the dark ride. You're they've shown video of this before. This isn't any new information, but you'll you you're on this dark ride and like it's like you're kind of escaping through a a, a big first order starship and hangar bay where you'll meet like the the at ats and stuff like that. So uh, it just seems like a really cool experience. So I'm I'm really pumped for this. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be really fun. I think it'll definitely be a big big uh, hit with all of the guests. Yeah, I think so as well. So, um, but yeah, so let's uh, let's move on to Smuggler's Run. So you said you were pretty excited about this. Um, so uh, before um, before because uh, I, I, I want you to kind of talk about it and I'll I'll add what I need to. But before we kind of go into that, is one of the big things that everyone's really excited about is seeing the Millennium Falcon for mm-hmm. the first time. And I've listened to a few podcasts of people who went, and I've read a lot of stuff and. People say that this is one of the most, this is like one of the best things I've ever seen. Just seeing this Millennium Falcon come to life and how it actually made like a few people cry just seeing this thing. Um, Because Disney made it, of course, in a way where like you you don't see it when you first enter the park, but when you kind of round like a corner, it kind of just opens up and like it's just like this awe inspiring view. Now, who knows what that'll look like when there's lots of crowds? Um, Uh, but apparently it's, it's really, it's really something to see. Um, and it's like, it's kind of battle worn, uh, and it's just has blasters marks all over it. And apparently Chewie, you might find Chewie, uh, Chewbacca around in the area, um, supervising it's like restoration. So, uh, but yeah, so people are just saying the Millennium Falcon is just amazing. I think it's 110 feet, they said, and it's everything you want it to be as a Star Wars fan. So, (laughs) Um, yeah, it sounds absolutely incredible. Yeah. So why don't you, um, if, since you read up a bit more on uh, the Smuggler's Run, I'll let you kind of take it away and I'll, I'll add in any other information that I have for it as well. Okay. Yeah, so um, the ride kind of seems almost more like a choose-your-own-adventure kind of ride. Um, so I'm blanking on the actual Smuggler's name. What was what was his name? Oh, his name is uh, Han... It is Hondo, where is his last name? I have it here. Oh, Hondo Anaka. And he, if anyone watched Clone Wars or the Rebels TV show, he is a space pirate from the show. Gotcha. Yeah, I, yep. I was one name character who I wasn't familiar with. So I, yeah. I figured I, he was from somewhere, but I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, I watched the Rebels TV show and I was actually a big fan of his character. He He's he's really funny. He's very charismatic. He's he's really cool character. So. Yeah, from what they were saying, it, it sounds like he's just... A very, you know, like you said, charismatic troublemaker. Um, That's uh, pretty so, much what he is. Yeah, he's a huge, <laughs> he's a huge troublemaker. Um, so this ride kind of goes into um, you're kind of on a mission with him. So throughout the queue, you can use your um, the parks play app and scan the different crates and boxes that he's shipping um, and see what he's actually shipping instead of what it says on the box, <laughs> which I thought that was not. That was kind of cute to see, you know, oh, it might be saying that he's shipping one thing, but just kidding. It's actually just, you know, this black market material or something. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought that was going to be really fun as you're standing in line. Um, And then for the ride itself, it kind of gave me mission space ideas. So each different person in the group will have a role. Um, And then depending on what you guys do, um, within the ride, then it'll say, okay, you know, pilot, you need to defend this or engineer, go fix 
this. You just got hit by a, you know, a blaster or something like that. Um, so I thought that was going to be really cool. But the thing I thought was the absolute craziest is that through your app and whatnot, um, it'll track what mission you completed. So if you, it was saying something like if you would, you know, once you complete whatever your mission ends up being, my understanding is that there's, you know, quite a bit of quite a few different scenarios you could run. Um, then if you were to go, you know, scan somewhere at the cantina um, and talk to a bartender, he would say something like, oh, you know, weren't you part of the mission that did this? Oh, man, the first order is not happy with you or something <laughs> like that. And yeah. I thought that is just so cool that just one little ride that, you know, could be just a one and done experience that a lot of the rides kind of are like the story just end when you get off the ride. It, it's cool that you, it just follows you throughout your story in galaxy's edge. That just blew my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Disney, Disney's going, Oh man, they're, they're, <laughs> they're going ham on this. I mean, yeah, they, they are continuing this story everywhere. And, um, I know a lot of the, some of the big worries about this, um, was like you said, it is kind of like a choose your own adventure a little bit. And it is similar to mission space, but on a whole nother level, um, whereas like sometimes your mission won't go as great. Um, and apparently like rumor has it that there was like, like you could crash your spaceship, but then that would just be like a really terrible experience for, uh, the, the, the ride users. Cause you wait on all this line and then like you wait on a really long line and then you crash your ship. Like what? So they, they did a lot of playtesting and they made it to make sure that every scenario is fun and, just one person can't ruin your ride. So say you have a pilot, <laughs> you have a pilot that just crashes into everything or you have a gunner that purposely misses like, like things that are getting fired at you. So mm -hmm. um, now did, did you hear anything about how long the in-ride experience was? Cause I didn't see anything, how long the experience actual no, no, is. No, I didn't. They didn't say anything about that. They, they didn't mention, we actually don't know. So, what, so here's what we do know. We, the story behind uh, the ride, like what's happening is Chewie partner Chewbacca, has, he landed on this planet and he partnered with Hondo Anaka, who, of course, like I said, is a space pilot. So uh, they kind of what I mentioned earlier, the Millennium Falcon is really battle worn, like it needs it needs restoration. So what they're doing is they're smuggling goods to help pay for the the restoration of the Millennium Falcon. So pretty much the guests are signing up to be smugglers. Um, so, and then when the guests ride the ride, they, they have some kind of an adventure, but uh, Disney has by, kind of been, um, they've been closed lip about what the, what is happening in the ride uh, and like what the exact uh, video is going to be playing. So yeah, we don't know anything about it just yet. So um but yeah, apparently, like a, a lot of another question was like, how if if you're right, like with the story, Disney always tells a story, so it's like, well, if the Millennium Falcon is parked out there, like, how are you gonna get onto it for the ride if it's parked out there? And they kind of answer that question within the queue. So I mean, I won't, <clears throat> excuse me, I won't spoil exactly what happens but uh it's disney kind of goes on a pretty cool way about it so and apparently this queue is also pretty big they didn't really say how long it, it is um 
but apparently it's supposed to give you like really phenomenal views because what happens is the, the line the queue kind of starts up behind the, the back side of the falcon uh, and there's like stairs that lead up to um, a mecha the mechanics workshop and once you're up there they're like really great views of um, the falcon and of the black spire outpost and like you said while you're online you can start scanning the apps to see what hondo is smuggling um mm -hmm. and then you'll finally you will meet hondo and another big thing that they released was they were, disney released a really great 30 second video of uh building uh what am i trying to say building hondo anaka the animatronic so apparently this is like the second most complex animatronic they built since the uh shaman in uh, rivers of journey or right did i say it? rivers of journey what is it um, the river, river something journey. like that. Why am I Navi, yeah, yeah, Navi, Navi River, river journey. journey? That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah, so the shaman and Navi River journey. So, like, the, uh, did you see the 30 second clip at all? No, I didn't. I must have missed it. Yeah, you got to check it out. Like, this, uh, he looks awesome. Like, he uh, looks really, really cool. So, you'll be able to see his animatronic uh, come to life. Uh, he looks awesome. Um, and what I didn't realize is do you know who Jim Cummings is? He's the voice of Winnie the Pooh, isn't he? Yes, correct. Yeah, he, I didn't realize, but he actually does the voice for Hondo Anaka as well. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so uh, Jim's coming, did voice recordings for this as well. So he is back, which I thought was like really neat. Um, yeah, and I, didn't, I had no idea that he did Hondo as well. So I thought that was cool. So, um, so another thing is with the queue um, and what the, 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 the journalists were really excited about um is that guests will will board the Millennium Falcon and they'll they'll kind of get into a holding area within the famous chess room of of the Millennium Falcon. You know what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. So before that is when you'll get like people will get their um t their roles. So like there's two pilots, two gunners, two flight engineers. So that happens before you get onto the ship. So I'm going to assume there's going to be multiple rooms for this. Otherwise, it would just probably take way too long. I, I think there's going to be a lot of different uh, Millennium Falcon. Um, I don't know how they're going to do the solution, uh, but there will be like multiple bays for people going on the ride at once. But I don't know how many people will go into. I mean, I assuming if it's if it's just your group, it's going to be six people within this chess room and then they're actually allowing time for guests to take photos within the chess room um so like you get to sit down on the benches and it's like like a really great recreation of that room um so i think that's that's going to be really really exciting um so but yeah and then like you you explained the whole ride before but i mean that's pretty much what it is so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for that as well. The, the, the journalists did not get to ride the ride, um, but it's, yeah, we're all going to have to work together to make the mission a success. So, yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so is there, that's all the kind of notes that I had on Smuggler's Run. Was there anything, um, that you, you had in mind? Uh, anything that else you wanted to talk about before we move on? No, I think we pretty much covered it. I did read one little snippet of how... You know, yeah, it's choose your own adventure, but it is all, I mean, Dizzy's still controlling it. So it's not that, yeah. I think, like going into the, well, what if your plane just crashes immediately? I think, um, so I think they did take that into consideration. No, um, for sure. So, but yeah, it feels real time, but it is, you know, pre-recorded type of thing. 
Cool. Yeah, definitely. And uh, super excited for this to, to come to life and cannot wait. Um, all right. So let's move on. Those were the biggest things we had to discuss. Let's go to um, let's go to Oga's Cantina. Um, so there's actually already been a good amount of news for Oga's Cantina. Um, so I don't have a lot of new information there. I forget which episode it was, but I went like pretty in depth with Oga. Uh, Cantina. Next time, next time I take a break talking, I'll look up to see what episode that was. Um, but um, they actually announced a lot of the drinks uh, that will be coming to Yoga's Cantina, as well as some food. So it's I don't. It's not like a table service at all, but apparently you can order food there as well. Um, did you read anything about Yoga's Cantina? Not really. No, I didn't really. I know we they've released some in the past. Um, but I really see any too nothing too crazy. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'm just looking up to see um, when I had made the episode about Oga's Cantina. I'm probably uh, just, this is really fun uh, space right here, <laughs> really fun podcasting space. But um, so pretty much, yeah, with Oga's Cantina. Um, okay, so it was on episode eight. Wow, a long time ago. Oh if you gosh. want to know, they, they left a lot of details with Ogan Cantina, but if you want to know more about it, I, I'd say go back to episode eight, and I, I have a lot of detail on it. Um, but so what we learned back then is the, so have you been on the original Star Tours? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So do you remember the, the droid that was the pilot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his name was uh, um, Captain Rex of the Star, he was a Star Speeder 3000 pilot. Uh, so we, we already knew that he was actually going to be the DJ at this cantina. Um, so he's going to be a full-on animatronic at the cantina. And the, the, the journalist actually got to listen to the music that will be there. Um, and apparently the music is, like, fantastic. Like, apparently it's really good and they all wanted to get soundtracks for it. Um, yeah, so, but it's a, it looks like it's going to be a three-hour loop. Um so I, I assume he's going to be talking and then it's going to be music. Uh, they, I think they were saying like the music will be about like an hour. Um, and then, uh, but a, it's a three hour loop. So I don't, I'm not entirely sure what's, what it, it is going to be exactly. Um, but, um, but yeah, so that's, that's really the only new thing that came out of Ogus Hantina. They, you can look up a lot of the photos. They were, they released a lot of the drink names and the, the food names, but uh, I'm not really going to kind of go over those, but again, there's like meat options and then there's some, uh, looks like some plant-based options as well. So, uh, but yeah, sorry, were you, uh, were you going to say something or no? No, I'm good. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, and then, so we don't know if the, so our Oga Gara, she's the one that kind of owns this cantina. Uh, we don't, it's still unknown if she's going to make an appearance as like an animatronic at all, or if you'll see her, or if there will be a character walking around who's Oga. Um, so we're not really sure yet, so we'll have to find out more. Um, so they also released the names of a lot of the different stands. So uh, when I, so like food stands, quick, uh, quick service, as well as. Um, uh, merchandise shops so did you look into any of this at all not in detail the only thing i noticed i didn't see any um like actual table service um restaurants did, were there any table service restaurants released no i just saw more like quick like quick service and 
little stands. Yeah, so as of right now, there's no table service. That kind of surprises me because Hollywood Studios is already pretty lacking in table service options. Yeah. I, I figured th- that there would be something cool. Yeah, I th- I feel like I feel like we are gonna get one because apparently yeah. this land is huge, and I feel like they they have to be thinking of a table service restaurant. I feel right. like it's a huge miss. I unless there is one, they just didn't announce it yet. Um, maybe they're keeping that as a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like we have to get a table service restaurant at some point. Uh, but you're you're right. They they haven't announced one. Um, they did announce a quick service restaurant, and that is called Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo. Uh, and pretty much the story behind that is uh, Chef Strono Tugs, who is also goes by the name of Cookie. Uh, he has converted his modified transport into a mobile kitchen and restaurant. So, uh, yeah, you'll be able to eat a lot of the things there. Uh, again, they released some information about the food and stuff, but I'm I'm not I'm not going to get into that today. But that's one of the uh, the quick service restaurants. Um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, but another thing that's actually really neat is Ronto's Roasters. Have you did you read at all about this? So this was more the um, like the old pottery sink engines, right? And they I didn't really understand it to be honest. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, so this this place is only going to be serving, I think, like three items. Like, there's very few food items here and some drink items. But the 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 building, I don't know if it's going to be a building or exactly what it is, but it's supposed to just look like they've released concept art for it, and it looks amazing. But you're you're right. So what happens is um, there. I, f- I guess Ronto is his name, uh, who kind of owns it. But yeah, he took a large pod racing engine, and he used he's now using it as a barbecue pit. Um, so there's actually like a um, uh, a former smelter droid that's continually turning the spit of the meats, and apparently he'll also be complaining about his job. So <laughs> the, yeah, there'll be a fun little animatronic there that uh, that you'll see. Um, but yeah, so apparently it it looks it looks really awesome. But yeah, there's very few food items there, so I think it's like a sandwich uh, stop where, and I think they have like some tacos or something like that. Um, yeah, they, it's very few food items, but yeah, this looks really awesome, uh, and I'm definitely super excited to see that little that little droid. So yeah, it sounded crazy to me. I'm like, how does how is this working? Yeah. But it sounds really cool. And only three um, three options. That's kind of different. But I guess that's kind of what they did with Woody's Toy Box yeah. um, in Toy Story Land. That, that only has a couple options, too. Yeah, I think it – yeah, Woody's Toy Box, I believe, has a few more. But, yeah, Ronto's Roasters is, uh, yeah, a little limited. Um, but I think mm-hmm. I think you'll find up for the experience surrounding it. It will make up for that. But, um, uh, but yeah, so the, the next thing is that they actually announced a milk stand. Now – when you first watched the original trilogy and you saw them drinking blue milk, did that do anything for you at all? Like, you were, were you like, I need some blue milk? <laughs> Never, no. <laughs> I was always, you know, either it didn't stand out to me, and then when this, you know, this just got released, I was thinking, why would, why would you want blue milk? That sounds gross. <laughs> but I'm not a milk person. I'm not a milk person anyway. So having it being blue just sounds very, um, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so pretty much, yeah. There's there is a milk stand, and they will be serving the famous blue, blue milk that was first seen in Star Wars: A New Hope. 
Uh, and then they'll also be serving the green milk, which was introduced in Star Wars The Last Jedi. So that's kind of what you saw um, Luke Skywalker drink out of that one animal in, in, in Last Jedi, which is kind of gross. But um, <laughs> yeah, so so don't worry. It's not actually milk. So I think it would be a terrible idea to be drinking milk in the hot summer. Oh, days. yeah. So uh, it is not milk. So it is a plant based drink. I, we don't really know the spec the specifications of it or what's in it, but it is a plant plant based drink that uh, was supposed to be really delicious. So, uh, and what we what we found out was that there were um, <clears throat> excuse me, there are, you can find it at the milk stand, but then you can also get it over at Oga's Cantina. Um, but it's actually served differently at both places. So, uh, if you want to get it more of a more of a frozen drink you can get it at the milk stand but if you want to get it um like a it'll be like kind of like a frozen slushy apparently at the milk stand um but over in Oga's cantina it's like a kind of like a nice cocktail not cocktail but um sort of like a mocktail where it's it's just chilled it's a it's more of a chilled version of the uh of the milk so um it's kind of it's kind of cool that they're giving you two but two different options to get it so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not really like I. Hey, if someone hands me a slushy, I'll drink it. But like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of like frozen drinks. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just me. But so I'll probably go with the more chilled option. But I feel like I'm gonna try the frozen one for this anyway. So yeah, yeah. I think I would definitely try it. But I don't know. It'd be very interesting. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so moving on. Uh, then there's also just like a very there's a smaller stand. Uh, did you see the, the like? So I know everyone's crazy about popcorn now. Did you see the popcorn that was um, coming out? Yeah, so it has like a blend of sweet, savory, spicy popcorn. So it was at the Cat Saka's Kettle. Um, it looks really good. I love popcorn, so it always smells so good <laughs> walking through the park. So yeah. I'm definitely interested in trying this. Yeah, it was like red as well, so yeah. it, it looks really cool. But yeah, I'm definitely excited excited to get that. Did you say the name of the? I forget. Did you say the name of I where think you it can was get the Cat Saka's Kettle? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Right? Yep, cool. Yeah, so uh, that's uh, if you're looking for popcorn, uh, you can get that. So. I'm I'm curious what they'll serve it in though. So because like, there, nothing is like Disney branded in this park. So I'm I'm just curious how everything is just going to get served. So I'm really interested. yeah. I'm sure it'll be a memorabilia pop- popcorn bucket that are all of the rage right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just, it'll be interesting to see like what kind of yeah you know design it takes. Yep. All right. So there's a lot of merchandise shops that they announced. So. Was there any – did you read about a, a lot of the merchandise shops? A couple, yeah. So I thought it was really cool that they're they're going to have a hand-built lightsabers shop so you can build your own lightsaber, which I think they had already in a couple of them. But this just sounds like even more detailed, obviously, yeah. <laughs> which I thought was pretty neat. Yeah. Did you did you read into it at all or no? Not, not, not so much. much. I just kind of skimmed over the different ones. Um, okay. Yeah, so so pretty much this is Disney's answers uh, answer to Ollivanders over in Harry Potter World. Now, have you gone to the Harry Potter World at all? No, I haven't. I need to. Yeah, I'm with you. Ugh, I need to get there. I've heard all about it though, and how the wand kind of interacts with the land. Yeah. 
So is that yeah. what they're doing here more with the lightsabers? So, so kind of, yeah. So pretty much how Ollivanders work. Do you, are you familiar with how Ollivanders works? Kind of, yeah. You kind of choose your own wand type of thing. Yeah, so it's kind of like an experience where like you, you go into this room and there's just, there's maybe like 14 people or 15 people, whatever it is. And like you kind of like are with a, a, a person that works at the park and like they kind of help you choose a wand. It's like a whole experience. So pretty much that's what's happening uh, over at, at this. So this place is called Savi's Workshop. Um, so yeah, like you were saying is it's, it's, you make your own lightsaber, but it's not those cheap plastic parts that I think how they have over at the, um, I think it's tattooing traders over Mm -hmm. in Hollywood studios, but it's just like, you're making your own, um, lightsaber from like real, like, like these real parts. Every saber is getting a kyber crystal, which is what powers a lightsaber. So uh, these things are not going to be cheap. Like they're going to be pretty expensive. Um, like definitely over like a hundred bucks is what they're they're hearing. Um, but it's it is only a limited amount of people in there at a time. So I'm hoping that there's going to be more than one room because like I can't imagine the amount of people that want to go in this thing. Um, I mean I'm I'm not familiar with how Ollivanders works now, but apparently with it they did expand it so there are more rooms so people can fit here at once, but. Are people going to want to make reservations for this? Uh, it, it's um, it's going to be interesting to see how Disney uh, yeah. kind of works this out. So. Or I'd wonder if it were it could be something how they do the Jedi Academy too. You know, you have to sign up for it first thing in the morning. Oh, that's oh, that's true. Yeah, that actually would be a pretty good idea. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so that's kind of like a limited thing. Uh, but yeah, so that's Savi's workshop. Um, I mean, Disney already makes some, like, pretty cool Force effects lightsaber with Hasbro. I actually have, so right where my desk is, right above me, I have, like, this, I have a split-level house, and right above me, I have three Star Wars posters, and then below it is, like, a Force (laughs) effects lightsaber. Um, Awesome. And it it lights up, uh, and it makes the noises, and it's it's really awesome. So, like, the Force effects lightsabers are super cool, um, and they look just like real lightsabers. so that's kind of what I believe these are going to look like. Um, that's why, like, when you choose a kyber crystal, you'll find out what color your, your lightsaber will, will be. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, – it's, I would definitely want to do this. Like, I'm – I for sure 100% want to do this experience. So I want to know how and what's the best way to do it. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, so did you hear about the, the, the droid depot at all? Yeah, that one sounded super cool too. So you can basically build your own – um little droid and take it with you yeah so it's it's another thing where like the journalists were also saying that um yeah this droid depot just looks fantastic like it's you walk in there and you're just you see droids hanging everywhere like it's crazy um but yeah pretty much you can make your own droid you can make a an r series like an r2d2 series or a bb8 series or a bb series um but pretty much like it's from what everyone's saying, it's a much smaller version. Version, so it's like the size of like maybe like a toaster or something is what I've heard it compared it to. Um, but you're you're pretty much you pick pieces and parts off of like a, conve- a conveyor belt, and then you kind of build and, and customize them. So, um, but apparently the droids are capable of interacting with elements in the the land of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, but I feel like that could be a little hard with lots of people around, so I don't really know how that's going to work. 
Um, but yeah, you can accessorize the heck out of it. Uh, you can put different chips in it and make it, make it, uh, it's just fully customizable with their abilities. So, um, but yeah, so that should be pretty neat. Um, and then there's also pre-built droids. So I assume you can buy these. Like they said, I was a little, I'm not sure on this information, but there's like a pre-built droid where there's like a C-3PO and like a, like I said, a Captain Rex that I mentioned earlier. Um, and apparently like Rex will, will play music f whenever you have like a smartphone connected through like a, through Bluetooth. Um, so I don't, I'm a little unclear of how these pre-built droids will work. Um, but, and then there's also a lot of other, uh, droid inspired products that you can get. So, but, uh, but yeah, that's the droid Deepu, uh, Deepu, jeez. <laughs> droid Deepapo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that one seems really cool. I, I think I would do this one over the lightsaber one. Um, just I really like the droids, and I think it would be really fun um, to have one have a little droid take around with me. And yeah, interacting with the area, I think I, that it just sound it just blows my mind. I mean, I don't understand how it's going to work and how they're going to do it, but it's Disney, know. so yeah. I have no doubt. <laughs> yep, I don't either. Um, did you? Did you? So did you? I fell in love with like a lot of these plush toy dolls that came out. Did you see photos of them at all? I yeah, I saw some. Um, I'm, not, I'm not actually a big plush person okay. for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I did see a couple of them, and they are. I mean, they are pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I I loved a, a lot of them that had come out, but yeah, there's. I think there's this one place called Creature Stall, and that's where you can find a lot of toys and plushes there. Um, You'll find uh, like porgs and tauntauns and rathars and wampas. <laughs> so it's all these different creatures from the universe that you can get. Um, so it looks pretty cool. Uh, but what I'm really excited about is uh, Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. Did you see anything about this? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So this is like, if you're a Disney collector, this is like probably the place you're going to want to go to. Or like a Star Wars collector, if you just collect anything, uh, so they're going to be selling like really unique uh, items here uh, that represent like the different eras of the Star Wars galaxies. So like they're going to be selling these like uh, ancient Jedi and Sith artifacts, uh, holocrons, and then you'll find uh, pre-built lightsabers there. Uh, which are kind of similar to the force effects the lightsabers that I was just talking about, which they might it might be the same thing that they're selling. Um, so they're, it's just like these really really neat collector's items. Um, they had set they had released a photo of some of the things you can get, and like there's this Darth Maul bust that's like looks pretty big that looks super cool. Ooh. Yeah, um, I'm I am so excited to see this, and up it, and it seems like. Um, it looks like Doc Ondar, who owns it, looks like he's going to be an animatronic that you'll be able to see. He's like sitting behind his desk, like taking his inventory, taking uh, taking calls, and apparently he'll be barking orders at his assistant. So apparently within this, you will see the owner, Doc Ondar, as an animatronic, which is going to be super neat. So That's awesome. Yeah, it kind of reminds yeah. me of like how Hogwarts has, or what is it, the bank? Uh, uh, Green Dot. Gringotts, so like how they have the trolls <clears throat> kind of sitting around, uh, and the animatronics there with in Gringotts. So, yeah, so that's like super exciting. Um, and then the last two things, uh, 
they they have two shops one that represents the resistance called resistance supply and then another one that uh is for the first order which is for, called first order cargo um so pretty much if you could take a side uh if, if you want to go for one or the other but pretty much they're going to be selling the same things like they're going to be selling um hats pins and badges and other accessories um, one that is more focused on the first order and the other is going to be focused on the resistance. Um, so that's going to be pretty neat. So you can decide whatever you want. So, um, I think it'll be cool to see who chooses or how many people are choosing first order versus resistance. And yeah. it says, it looks like you could buy kind of more of the resistance or first order uniforms and, um, tools oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So I think, I think that's going to be really cool. Yeah, no, they see show- the difference between the two. Yeah, they showed that you can actually buy like full-on costumes like, for them. Like these look like they showed an image. Like these look like legit costumes. Like oh my gosh. I was like, these are pretty awesome. Like I would want to like just display it. Like in mm-hmm. like because I I'm a big collector. Like if you saw what my basement looked like, I have I have like limited edition movie posters everywhere and <laughs> toys. I have my all of my pins hanging up. Uh, I have a lot of collectibles, but I yeah, this is that's something I want to get like a mannequin body or something and <laughs> display the <laughs> costumes. But that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure the price tag is going to be pretty high on those too. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but that's like that's pretty much the gist of the the all the information. Oh wow, we're already over an hour. Holy moly, I didn't even realize we've already been talking over an hour. Um, but that's pretty much like the gist of um. What ha- what is coming for Galaxy's Edge? Um, now, was there any anything else that you had read upon that you kind of wanted to uh, to talk about for this? Um, not really. We pretty much covered everything that I read up on. I did. I was wondering, did they? Did you read anything? Um, if they're gonna do anything with the uh, Star Wars launch bay, what's like the existing Star Wars area? What's going to happen with that? Yeah, so there's been rumors of that closing uh, eventually. Um, They haven't announced anything official yet. Um, But yeah, pretty much the launch bay is there right now because they need something in the park. (laughs) Um, But I, I I would assume that once... I mean, this again, this is all assumption. And from rumors I've been hearing is that when Galaxy's Edge does open, um, eventually it will go away. But the thing is, I don't know if it'll go away, go away right away because they're going to need that capacity in the park. Mm-hmm. Like Star Tours, that's not going to go away. Um, probably eventually it will to make it more of like a seamless thing. Um, but I, I, they need Disney needs that capacity in the park for people to be doing other things because once yeah once this opens uh it's gonna be pretty tough so yeah um, and i and i was just thinking if they did close it down i mean the, the main reason i ever go into the launch bay is to meet chewy or kylo ren or somewhere um something like that so i don't know if they would have those character meet and greets i didn't hear anything about character meet and greets in galaxy's edge which i'm a i love 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 meeting the characters so i didn't read anything up about if you could actually meet any of the characters the newer ones even or something yeah, like that so i they uh, they throughout everything that i read they didn't mention anything at all the only thing i did read about is um there's there's so many articles out there i only read maybe like six or seven of them i i couldn't 
each person had a different experience. Um, mm-hmm. But the only thing that I did Ray, read is kind of what I, to- I said before is that Chewbacca, they said that the, he will be found around the Millennium Falcon. So mm-hmm. I think he he will be around and you probably will be able to meet Chewie out there. Uh, but that has not been confirmed really. But, um, but apparently you will see him. Um, but I would assume that they are going to have like meet and greet locations like I assume Ray will come up in like the resistance sector mm-hmm. um, like o- over there like there might be a meet and greet area there and then like maybe Kylo Ren there's a place to meet him um, over in the first order area um, I, I would assume yes like I feel like I feel like especially to uh, make the crowd like what's the word I'm for? lessen the crowds a bit mm-hmm. or uh, spread the crowds out even more they're going to have character greetings because that's going to be a huge draw too um, Disney Disney needs to fill capacity as much as they can and meet and greets is a very large way of filling that capacity mm-hmm. um, but yeah otherwise I haven't I haven't heard anything about what's happening with character meet and greets launch bay or star tours so dang yeah. Uh, were there any other open-ended questions that you, you might have had? Yeah, it's pretty much that. Interested okay. to see how more details fall. Yeah. Um, so the last, like, biggest thing I want to mention, but, I mean, it's very brief, is that what journalists said was Disney would not talk about operations at all, like how they're going to deal with crowds or, and stuff like that. Um, they, they just didn't talk about it at all. Uh, so... I'm I'm very curious to see how they're going to do crowd, managing crowd expectations and stuff like that or just managing crowds in general. Um, so from what I understand, there's two entrances uh, to the Disneyland Galaxy's Edge and there's only going to be one entrance for right now um, for uh, the one in Hollywood Studios. So uh, I, Pandora only has... Right? Pandora only has one entrance, correct? Mm, the Pandora has... I think there's a back way around it if you go into past where... So, like, there's the main entrance, but then if you go back to where Vessel of the Lion King is, oh, there's, like, a yeah. roundabout back way. Yeah, you're right. Yep, yeah, you're, you're right. That not many people use. Correct. No, you're right, yeah. So but it still is mainly, like, just the one entrance. The one entrance, yeah. So, But, yeah, so... Yeah, there's only one way in and one way out of Galaxy's Edge and Hollywood Studios, but I assume that'll that'll change. But but yeah, so that was another big surprising thing. Yeah, Disney did like not want to comment on it at all. So um, I like to think that they probably have some plans in place, oh, but <laughs> for sure, uh, they definitely do. <laughs> I'm yeah. interested. I'm definitely interested to see how it goes. No, they definitely do. So. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's that's kind of it for all the news for Star Wars. I know I kind of mentioned that maybe we'll go over other news, but this has already been a really long episode, and I know you're kind of feeling under the weather, um, so um, we won't go through the news today. So um, all right, yeah. So so everyone, there there were a lot of news stories that came out this week, but it's like nothing too like too crazy like this was the biggest thing and i really wanted to cover that um so what i'm going to do is uh, the next week's news show i'm just going to double up on the news um so you'll see uh news from this past week and then next week so uh but yeah so um okay but that's gonna that's gonna be it for us so katie any other last thoughts on galaxy's edge at all before we head out of here 
Not really. I'm excited to see what they got. I mean, Disney is just overwhelming me with the details. So I just, I'm, I'm super, super excited to see. No, yeah, no, I'm with you. I cannot wait for this enough. And just hearing, like, I, I think I listened to about three podcasts with different journalists who went to it. And all of them just said that, like, even like they they went to this while it was a construction zone and even it being a construction zone they were still shocked and awed by like everything that they saw like they still like they they couldn't believe what they were seeing like so and they they absolutely can't imagine what it's going to be like when it officially launches so yeah um it's gonna be huge it's gonna be huge But Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show. Once again, you've been a total blast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's so much fun to talk about all of this. No problem. And again, you're you're always welcome to to come on the show. Um and I know I know you already said you're gonna be recording some episodes with me definitely later this month. So um but yeah, so thanks. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. No problem. And I hope I hope uh, you feel better. I, I know thank having you. a cold is not fun, but thanks for sticking with me through this uh, the past hour or so. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that Star Wars filled episode this week. Oh man, I am just so excited for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I just, I cannot wait for it. Uh, And Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show again today. uh, You've been a great help and I couldn't have done it without you. And if you guys want to uh, find uh, Katie on Instagram, you can follow her over at Magically Mootsie. Mootsie is M-O-O-T-Z-I-E. And you can find her over there on Instagram. So again, Katie, thanks again for the show. And thank you for all the supporters out there once again for supporting me on the podcast. And I still can't believe that um, we are 50 episodes in. So here's to another 50 and hopefully more after that. So... But uh, all right, guys, uh, just make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you're not already, you could do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, or however you listen to podcasts. Um, You can easily find me over at excesspresspodcast.com. You can find me on all social media at excesspresspodcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, and if you have any like emails or tips or anything like that that you want to send over, send over, and I can answer them on a future podcast, you can see, shoot me an email over at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and uh, hey, I also do interviews with cast members. So as most of you already know, uh, if you are a future cast member or a uh, or sorry, if you are a previous cast member and you would like to be on the show, uh, reach out to me and I would love to put you on and set you up with an interview. I think that would be really fun. So I have plenty of time so in space, so I, I, I need some more people to fill in. So if you're out there and want to be on the show, just let me know. 
Uh, and then if you guys want to send in a voice message to me, you can do that. Just kind of the easiest way is to use the voice recorder app or memo app on your phone. Record it and then email it to me over at accesspresspodcast at gmail.com. And I can play that on the show for you and I can have you... Uh, it can be a question or if you have a tip for the parks or anything like that i could play it on an upcoming episode so um but yeah so that's it guys thank you for tuning in and again for your support of the show this is matt from the access press podcast signing off until next time travelers we hope to see you next week and remember to seize the future with excess bon voyage